Hello and welcome to the Unheard Voices podcast brought to you by the members of Rimshire Your Voice. On today's episode I am joined by my co-host Zoe, RYV members Violet and Becca and our guest Lizzie McLean who works for Rimshire Your Services. This will be the first in a line of episodes where we interview and talk to various professionals about how their life and work has changed due to the pandemic. So to start today's podcast off, can I ask us to introduce ourselves with a little bit of context as to what we've been up to? So I will start. Hello, my name's Graham. I am the treasurer of Rimshire Youth Voice. I am also the co-host of this podcast. And the past few days I've been doing a lot of college work, editing radio shows, trying not to lose my mental sanity been stuck inside, but that's been, <laughs> but that's been going 50-50. But today I've been alright, went out a walk, and now I'm here. I can now pass you on to Zoe. Hi, I'm Zoe, and I am a member of the Renfrewshire Youth Voice. And over the past few days, I have just been doing activities to keep myself amused, trying to keep a room tidy, not stressing myself out, and just having fun with my family. Hello, I am Violet. I am also a member of Rampershire Youth Voice. For the past few days, I've been working on um, the surveys and the journals that we have been working on the past, well, the past weeks or so, and trying to get up and running for what sections we're doing, such as mental health and many others. And my school work has been driving me up the wall, where I basically want to put my head through a window, but that's okay. Hi. I'm Becca, I'm a member of RYV and the past couple of days I've been doing college work. Um, I was working on suicide prevention to get like a certificate thing so like I could prevent people from suicide and I've been doing pseudocos and just puzzles. Hi, I'm Lizzie McLean, I am a community learning officer with Remshire Youth Voice. I am one of the fortunate people who get to support you lovely guys and young people in doing all your your stuff, which is great. Over the past um, few days, I have been working really hard um, and trying to catch up with a few things, as well as working with my colleague Siobhan to get um, your campaign up and running and also attend different meetings to make sure that we're providing some good quality fun youth work with you guys. Well, do you think about the virus itself and how has it impacted slash changed your life? Um, the virus has been has been something that's been really difficult for a lot of us to get to grips with. It's not anything that we've ever seen the like of before. Sometimes I feel as though I'm still in a, a movie. I feel as though I should be watching Pandemic or Contagion on Netflix and going to my bed and waking up in the morning and everything's all right. Um, it's forever changing. The world is forever changing. I think the fact that it's a global pandemic just makes it that bit more scarier, makes it that bit harder to get your head around what's really going on. It's been a lot to adapt to, you know, being on your own a lot more, having self-isolation, not just being able to go and give someone a hug is really hard, but it kind of through all the kind of negatives, it does bring a bit of positive because it has brought me closer with different people, family and friends. I'm just so thankful that we're in an age where we have digital 
so we can go on house party or can go on Zoom or can go on Skype or, you know, have FaceTime. I think without those, the world would be a much harder place. But we just have to keep going and recognise that things are getting a wee bit better. We are all in it together and we'll get through it together. What has been your weirdest combination since the coronavirus? Weirdest combination of food? I don't know. Sometimes I'm quite, I don't know, sometimes I'm quite fussy about cooking. I love to cook. But sometimes I think I'm cooking for a five-year-old. So I'll make stuff like chicken nuggets and chips and onion rings or something. But what I really like, and some people look at me as if I'm daft, I love to have like chicken burgers, pasta with a tomato sauce through it, and onion rings. I absolutely love that. That's like one of my favourite dinners. I might actually have that for my dinner the night now, after I said that. That's what I'm having. That's great. Thanks, Zoe. Amazing. Question number two. How has what you do as a youth worker changed? since the pandemic and government lockdown? The, our, our role um, as a youth worker hasn't really changed. Uh, one of my main priorities is to make sure that the young people I work with are supported and have the resources and knowledge and you know work and everything that we can provide them and support we can provide them to carry on what we're doing to carry on a wee bit of normality. That being said it has been a lot harder. Obviously we would have young people coming into different centres, we would have young people coming to meetings, we would be able to see young people, you know, we don't have that and it's it's hard to kind of maintain a, a kind of sense of normality that way. I am quite fortunate as a youth worker that I have um, access to a good laptop and access to a good work phone where I can continue to do the work that I'm doing but also to develop and adapt the work that I'm doing to make sure that what I do continues to meet the needs of the young people I'm working with and can continue to work with them to create new projects and offer activities during the week so that we can bring us all together as best we can and, you know, just keep seeing each other and doing fun things. It is a bit harder because issues that you may become across are a bit more severe or are a bit more personal just because of the nature of what we're going through. And it's harder to kind of support people that way, but it's always fun being a youth worker. What has been your funniest moment during lockdown? Um, I don't know. I think sometimes I've, like, I've went to the door to go to Tim Hortons or went to the door to go to the cinema or something and then you remember you can't go and you just stand there and look at yourself. I did try and go to the laundrette the other day and open the door with my car key. I do weird stuff like that all the time though but I think sometimes you just forget you're in lockdown and you just try and treat it like a normal day. Question three. Have you found the aspects of your work more challenging or difficult due to the uh, public health emergency? Some of them are more difficult. Not being able to see people is really difficult. Sometimes, you know, people moan about having meetings, but a meeting is actually a good way to catch up with people and see how they're doing. And, you know, it's all right hearing somebody's voice over the phone, but it's different when you actually see someone. It can kind of make things harder, like if we're ordering things or resources, you know, from the likes of Amazon or wherever, you know, there's all these restrictions in place and you're waiting a long time for things and it makes your job a wee bit harder. But at the end of the day, we've got to kind of continue to kind of ride with those difficulties and make them positive 
and just continue to provide what we're doing. Do you think the news has been more positive or negative since lockdown? Far more negative than it needs to be. There's always some report comes out or a new figure comes out or one politician says something and another politician doesn't agree with it or we'll slate that person because they're from this place or that person because of that place. And you're just like, sometimes I just wish that people would just tell you the real facts and what you really need to hear and maybe focus on some of the other positive stuff that is going on. There are positive stuff obviously with clap for um, the NHS on a Thursday night and people showing more kind of community spirit and getting behind people but, and um, Tom, the like 100 year old raising all that money for the NHS which is phenomenal and yes people have spoke about it but it's stuff like that doesn't get enough airtime and I think people need that, they need to remember that we are in a world of more than just a virus and a pandemic. Question number four. Now people are spending more time at home than ever. What activities, skills or hobbies have you started learning or doing? I watch a lot more Netflix. I don't know if that's a hobby. but <laughs> And I like to watch movies. Disney Plus has been an absolute godsend. I love Disney Plus, just a wee plug there. I've done a wee bit of home improvement. So I um, revamped my spare room. Got some new bedding and curtains and changed things about. Made a, a wall in my house I'm now calling the Blackpool wall because it's pictures of attractions in Blackpool. So it's just all Blackpool pictures. And I'm going to start filling in home. One thing I'm going to do, and I've managed to buy the ingredients, is start baking again. So that's a, that's a hobby and a skill. I love to cook, so maybe this, this will give me something something to do. Question five. Do you have any concerns about the future with regards to your profession due to the virus? I think um, it's maybe not so many concerns to, to do with my profession because I think youth work is always something that we need and it's always something that's going to be there. It's a, a massive part of young people and ensuring that they have the skills and you know resources and you know support that they need to can I grow and I think what what does make it difficult is you have to be more aware of what's happening out there of what limited resources you do have and how best to use them I do think though that when we come back from all of this and we do go back into an office or whatever digital youth work has been a godsend for a lot of people including myself and I can also say including Siobhan who again I work with because it has kept us in contact with the young people we work with it's also kept us in contact with key partners to ensure we continue to provide a first-class service for young people so maybe when we go back we're going to have a better kind of mix of face-to-face -face and digital youth work and you know reach other young people that we haven't been able to reach before so there are concerns but there's also positives about it as well so it's kind of exciting and kind of distressing a wee bit at the same time but we have to just kind of, as I said, I have said it a lot, is it's really, really easy to focus on the negative. We need to try and focus a bit on the positive and that will make sure that everything we've learned from this, we can turn into a really good thing at the end of it and appreciate what we have. Youth work really does change lives and that's something that, that we live by and it's something that we will always um, keep in mind.
and make sure that we really do change lives and we do it in the best way possible. And I can actually vouch for that. It has. Especially last year. Last year was one of the best. But anyway, as we are coming to the end of our podcast, I hope everyone is doing well. Staying safe, keeping busy and keeping in contact with the people you love and care about the most. And thanks for listening to today's episode. Myself, Zoe and some more special guests will be back next Friday and I hope to see you there.